Food, finance, and politics, and basically whatever I want to talk about. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Wiseology. Today, we're going to take a little departure from food, finance, and politics, and we're going to go into the world of sports. And if those of you are old enough, remember the ABC wide world of sports. However, we're going to focus on the French Open. And within the topic of the French Open, for those of you who don't know, that's a tennis Grand Slam tournament. It takes place every year in the spring. It's on clay. We're going to talk about Naomi Osaka, the number two ranked player in the world, according to the most current World Women's Tennis Association rankings. She pre-announced prior to the French Open that she would not be giving any press conferences that are mandatory for all players participating in the tournament and all Grand Slam tournaments. Um, she said that she wasn't comfortable with the questions. She wasn't comfortable talking in public. She wasn't, um, I guess she just wasn't very confident in, in public speaking. And uh, that, that all plausible, and, and I, I, I can identify with that. And I'm sure a lot of people can identify with it. Not everyone's comfortable talking in public. I find it hard to believe that she can perform on the world stage at the level that she does with complete security and self-confidence, but yet when it comes to being in front of a microphone, she's completely, she's an introvert, quote unquote, and she's very shy. But be that as it may, it's not a quality, um, it's not a flaw, it's not a character flaw. It's who she is and that's who she says she is. So, um, and I respect that. Um, so the tournament starts, uh, she wins her first match, and it's time for the press conference, and as she pre-announced, she wasn't going to show up. Bang, $15,000 fine. Now, why do they do that? Well, the organizing body, both the French Open, uh, the WTA, uh, the ATP, which is the men's version, um, press conferences are mandatory because it promotes the sport of tennis, professional tennis, to the rest of the world. The press use it as a way to communicate. Obviously, not every word that comes from the press is favorable, uh, but she's a very affable woman. She's very popular. Um, I don't know how social she is, but you know she seems to have a really good presence. Even if she's uncomfortable, she's a great actress then because she really pulls it off historically. Um, and I think she's a wonderful tennis player uh, as, a, as a tennis fan. Um, but fast forward, the, I mean, the reason that they do that is because they want them to promote the sport. It generates revenue for the sport. Hence, it leads to more money in sponsorship, both corporate for the sport, for the events, and for the players themselves. So by her sitting out of press conferences, to be fair to her, she's denying her ability to promote herself off the court um, instead of promoting herself off court and on court. It would only give her the opportunity to present herself on court and listen, she's obviously put the work in. She's a four-time Grand Slam champion. She's a baller on the court, okay? we don't. We, there's no disputing that. However, 
After the first day, and they slap her with the $15,000 fine, I think she's worth like $25 million, so she can handle the, the, the fine. But through a, a long, protracted tournament with a woman of her skill, and excuse me, not woman, athlete of her skill, we're going to go gender-free, um, she decides, I'm out of here, I'm done. And she says to the world, um, hey, listen, I got to bounce. I don't want to be a distraction to the sport of tennis. I'm dealing with some depression issues. Um, I've got or mental health issues. I, I, I'm, you know, I'm paraphrasing. I, I don't want to be a distraction. I want the, the, this tournament to be about the tournament, and I don't want to be the story of not talking in press conferences. And and I'm going to work on me first. Uh, you know, ever since the U.S. Open when I won the when she won the Grand Slam in 2018, it she just hasn't been the same um, and mentally. Um, financially, she definitely hasn't been the same. She's been crushing it financially since then. And she's done wonderful things on the tennis court. All of which is super understandable, acceptable, respectful. It just like it all. It's actually refreshing to hear. However, um, she gave an interview in 2020 between. The, I think it was the Western Open, which is the Cincinnati tournament that was being held in Flushing because of the COVID situation. They hosted the Western, the, what was the Cincinnati Open, uh, prior to the U.S. Open in their like bubble-like situation, and then it was going to the U.S. Open. And she gave a voluntary, unforced interview. The introvert who was a very uncomfortable with the media gave a very protracted and long interview informative it was a, it was a great interview about uh the sport of tennis and you know how things were going but it really focused on her um her convictions and her passions and her opinions of the black lives matter movement and she was very uh passionate uh, well spoken, um, and and like soup to me at least on the surface seems super comfortable talking in this format, which was very voluntary. No problems there. None of the insecurities were coming out. It was actually it was actually kind of nice to watch and hear her express these opinions. Um, I didn't think all of them were. Um, I think appropriate is not the right word. I just didn't think it was the right place, right time, but. Listen, every professional athlete was talking Black Lives Matter. It was very uh, big with the NBA at the time. And all very important, extremely important uh, issues. But the point is that she had no problem using her celebrity and and her her status as a, as a, as a public figure to speak out about what was passionate to her, what, what was really important to her. Yet, and she talked about, it's actually interesting, she talked about in that tournament, um, at the conclusion of that tournament, or near the conclusion of that tournament, in this interview on ESPN, she talked about pulling out of the U.S. Open as a form of protest. Interesting. I respect that, too. If you don't want to play in form of protest, that's your choice. And especially when you're only performing for yourself, it's an individual sport. It wasn't the Olympics or anything. She's just performing for herself. Not her doubles partner, just her 
Hey, you know what? I'm not going to play in protest for Black Lives Matter. Hey, you know what? Good for you. You can afford to not do it. You want to take a stand. Um, and again, you, you know, you have a, a Haitian father um, and, and, and a Japanese mother. Um, so you can certainly identify with it. I can't. I could just opine. Um, I respect that. And I think everyone respects that. However, you went to the French Open and before the Open started, you said, I'm not giving press conferences. And you stated, I don't like the questions. I'm not comfortable answering people. I'm an introvert. I wear my headphones all the time. I don't talk to people. I don't interact with people. I don't want to do it. I think the press is mean, essentially. I'm paraphrasing. And you wanted nothing to do with it. And then you withdrew. You actually did. You actually did um, exactly what you said you were, were kind of planning on doing before the U.S. Open in 2020. Now, this could all be coincidence, and I'd like to give you the benefit of the doubt. But you can't be half pregnant on something like this. If you're going to use the media to champion and be a be a um, an echo chamber for your political opinions and political thoughts, and you're going to use your professional athlete status and popularity to promote those things, leverage all of these things to advance your causes. I respect that, but then you can't go back in time. And then blame mental illness. Because your mental illness that you said that you developed in 2018 seemed to evaporate when you were championing your your causes and your beliefs in 2020. And then you drew attention, even though you said you didn't want to draw attention to yourself. If you were feeling the way you did, and if if you really truly feel these ways, and, and again, this is just my opinion. Why even show up at the tournament? Why even go? If you're in that bad of shape, please get the help that you need. Again, as one human being to another. I, you know, you need to take a break? Then do that. But you were still using the media. You, you used the media to bring attention to yourself. And you withdrew from the tournament, saying you didn't want the attention you could have gone to a press conference and just sat there and said yes no maybe yes no maybe with the occasional I don't know not get the $15,000 and I'm assuming that you still love the sport of tennis and that you could have been in your bubble in the tennis court where you're so focused on the game that nothing else matters to you because you've put all the hours in. It takes a tremendous amount of work to attain the level of, of skill um, and prominence that you have in the sport. And I, and I celebrate that. But the tiptoeing back and forth between using the media when it's convenient and then avoiding the media when it's not is absolute crap. And by the way, you're not the only one that does it. Um... But there's no there's there's no excuse for it, and it's a complete double standard, absolute double standard. You know the media the media lets people certain people get away with this repeated hypocrisy, over and over and over again, and if you need help, you should get it. 
and I don't it's I'm not a mental health professional I could probably use mental help but the fact is but the fact is um as a tennis fan I don't want to see I don't want to see politics in the sports sports is a great way to escape politics you chose to dovetail through the US Open and the Western Open you wanted the champion Black Lives Matter and I respect that there's recourse for your for those decisions. And when you mix politics and athletics because of your stature, you have to de- you know, you have to deal with the recourse of those choices. And by running away and avoiding it and 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 using mental health and 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 saying that you're an introvert and and you don't like talking to the press, you seem pretty comfortable talking in that ESPN interview about Black Lives Matter and how it dovetail, dovetails into your life. In fact, I, I was quite interested by hearing your story. Um, it was really, it was kind of refreshing. Um, but then to turn around and, and to do this is, to me, a cop-out. I, I just, and, and again, you should have never have gone. Maybe your, your agent was pressuring you. I find that hard to believe. Um, you're worth enough money, so you could have afforded to pay the fines throughout the whole tournament but it seemed to be more than that and I don't know I'm just disappointed as a fan um, of yours but I'm also disappointed that once again another athlete picks and chooses spots um, when the media they like the media and they use the media they leverage the media and then they blame the media and um, they ridicule the media and I'm no fan of the media, by the way. I mean, they're all full of shit, the media. But the fact is that celebrities, athletes, you guys all leverage the media when it works for you, and you all run for the hills when it doesn't. You know, you got to take the good with the bad. Again, um, I'm sorry that um, you're not feeling well mentally. Um, we live in a, a, a rough world right now, but... Um, ho- hopefully you figure it out. But if you want to avoid the media, stay away from the media entirely. And you, again, you can afford to pay the fines where most people can't. Um, anyway, that's enough for that. Thanks for listening. We'll uh, talk next okay. week. A solid Olympic 10. Absolute zero. Voice-ology. Food, finance, and politics, and basically whatever I want to talk about.